Hi everyone, I'm Amy Adelsey and I'm the Partnerships and Alumni Officer here at the Sports Union and I'll be hosting today's episode of Sport Ed Conversations from Edinburgh. So I'm a final year neuroscience student here at the university and I also play a bit of shinty here and there um, as well and I've invited along three former shinty presidents to just sort of have a chat about all things shinty, fond memories from being in the club as well as what life has been like beyond university and any advice that they can give on that side of things. So I've got Nathan Weir, Arabella Kennard and Robert Stones. Finally, co-hosting with me today is Women's Football President and Honorary Treasurer of the Sports Union, Cecilia Bosman. Hi, I'm Cecilia and I'm so excited to be this episode's co-host. Adding to what Amy just said about me, I'm a fourth year accounting and finance student and I've been a part of the Women's Football Club for the past four years. So yeah, very excited to be here. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great to have you all on. And um, so I guess, as I said, there's three former presidents. So we'll start with you, Nathan, first. Um, can you just give a bit of introduction to yourself, how you got into Shinty in the first place? And just, yeah, let us know where you are now kind of thing. Okay, uh, my name's Nathan, I'm 24. Uh, I've just recently graduated, so I graduated last year. Um, I've been part of the Edinburgh Uni Shinty Club for the past five years um, of my degree. Uh, and I come from a, a, a lovely place near the Isle of Skye, um, where it's kind of Shinty heartland there. You know, the, the main kind of sport in the village is Shinty. It's the kind of thing that gets the community together. Uh, it's very competitive up there and, you know, there's a, there's a there's a wide talent pool of people. So I've been kind of, I've been privileged to kind of had Shinty from a, from an early age uh, where it's meant quite a lot to the community. Um, so I've been playing Shinty since I was five, um, played for a variety of different clubs uh, and I currently play for um, Glasgow Mid-Argyle now. Um, so they're based in the, um, based near Glasgow and they play in the Premier League. So it's all quite competitive um, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And basically, I, yeah, I got into Shinty through my primary school and have just kind of been mentored by members of the community to kind of, you know, develop my game. So I was fortunate enough when I came to Edinburgh. I mean, it was such a lovely group of people. I mean, I can see Rob and Arabella here. They were definitely people on the SU stall and the SU fair, uh, l luring, uh, luring potential candidates in. So I, I kind of joined up and I just loved the club immediately as soon as I went in there I mean it was so welcoming and I'm sure you can attest to this Amy too probably because I don't think you played Shinty before before mm -hmm. this but I but you can probably say that it's a really really welcoming club um, makes you feel right at home whether you've played since you're a baby or whether you're just starting up straight away so I, I've absolutely loved my time at the club. Fantastic thanks yeah. so much Nathan so yeah you were you know a Shinty player Right, right when you were a baby. <laughs> Fantastic, thanks much. Um, so coming next, I guess, so Nathan was our 2019-2020 president. So coming next to Robert Stone, who was actually a two-year uh, two consecutive president. So yeah, can I give a bit of an introduction to yourself, Rob? Yeah, so I'm Rob. I'm currently doing a master's at Harry Watt in data science. Um, it kind of took a four-year gap out from academia after I did the Shinty Club, not because of the Shinty Club, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I took that time to sit and work at the Sports Union. So I've kind of remained in the university bubble. And I got into Shinty myself 
more or less around the time that I came to university. It's not widely played um, where I'm from near Nairn. For whatever reason, it is right next to Shinty Heartland, but I just never was on my radar. And then coming to uni, I saw the stall and came up. First thing I did, put my foot right in it and said, I'm from right where Shinty's the played some of the top quality stuff and everyone got excited and I realized I'd made a hell of a hole for myself to dig out of. Um, and yeah, from there really, it was a, a big a big learning curve, but a good, it certainly kept me on uh, the straight and narrow throughout my university degree. There's some definitely some dark times in terms of workloads and um, kind of mental health stuff going on. But with the club as welcoming Shinty, you always feel that there's people there to go and talk to because they meet every week and they're all really welcoming to talk you through any issues you have, especially if anyone's doing the same subject. If you, even if they're not, they're willing to pitch in. Um, and yeah, I said, it was a mental time, but one I yeah. remember fondly. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Rob. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely touch back on that uh, when we get into the bulk of it. But yeah. And then finally, we've got Arabella Kennard. Um, so yeah, do you want to just introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on this. I feel like a bit of a relic, but I promise I'm only 26 um, compared to you guys who've just recently graduated. But I was part of the Shinty Club um, when I was at Edinburgh University and I graduated in, um, that would be about four years ago, I think. Um, so I joined the Shinty Club in my first year and I'd never played Shinty before despite coming from the Highlands as well, similar to Rob. I just wanted to try something completely new, completely different. I was always quite sporty at school and enjoyed team sports. So that was the kind of criteria. And that was it. I kind of went off on the hunt for a new sport and some um, nice people to hang out with and um, just learn something new, I suppose. So similarly, I think the I went to various different trials um, for different sports clubs and just tried a few out. And without a doubt Shinty just spoke to me really well and the folk who were there and who were um on the in the club then were just so encouraging and I could see that even though I didn't know have a clue how to play Shinty or I'd never come across anything like it before that I was you know it was it was the one for me and um I stuck with it for five years when I was at university and then I was um in amongst all that I was involved in the committee from being treasurer and um president as well for a year and I think I was alumni officer actually but obviously that was a memorable year for me <laughs> and I just loved it I just absolutely loved it and I got involved in everything that the club was doing um you know you can get engaged in all different levels whether you do want to get involved in the committee side or if you are um you know more of a sports player and you and you want to just get really stuck in and quite competitive um there's that opportunity there as well so I think it really caters for all um, and speaks to all different sorts of people, I think. Um, but since since I've graduated, I um, did a bit of traveling and kind of trying to figure out what, what to do next. And in and amongst all that, I moved home for a while and I did actually join, I think, maybe the club that you were part of, Rob, Strathspey. That's the one, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I joined the Strathspey Ladies um, Shinty Club for... Um, a season a couple of years ago, which was a whole other ball game from University Shinty. My goodness, um, it was a lot more fast-paced, competitive, but I loved it. It was great, and I think the University Shinty was just the perfect mid mid ground between someone like me, a complete beginner, and kind of playing on that higher level. Um, 
And sadly, I've actually moved to Orkney since then, and so there's no there's no shinty up here. But I'm determined to set up a an Orkney shinty club up here. But um, I, I think there'll be an appetite for it for sure. But I just need to get rid of this pesky virus first, and then we can start start the club. <laughs> you say sadly moved to Orkney. <laughs> I <Well>. always- <laughs> <laughs> some days it feels like that when it's. <laughs> blowing like 50 miles per hour outside but no generally it's it's lovely yeah <laughs> brilliant thanks so much guys and yeah like I said great to have you on and um, so I'm going to pass over to Cecilia now and um, where we're going to have a bit of an icebreaker so yeah right so as a little icebreaker we thought we would borrow an idea from another popular podcast so imagine you're sitting down in a restaurant and you see your favorite dish on the menu what would that dish be? So Nathan, I'm going to ask you to go first and share with us what that would be. Lasagna and garlic bread. Didn't even have to think. Fair enough. Well done. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> also, what is a restaurant? I haven't been to one in so long. <laughs> <laughs> Such a foreign concept now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of revisiting old memories, but fantastic answer. Right. Rob, would you like to share yours? Well, this is where it's going to get really boring because mine's lasagna, no doubt as well. Uh, Garlic bread, I can give or take, but the lasagna is definitely on there. Right. Would you have any sides, any any drinks, just just to differentiate your answer a bit from Nathan? (laughs) No, I just straight down, straight down the couple of lasagna. I don't. I'm a a big fan of big fan of some some garden peas. We'll we'll whack them on the side. Fantastic. Field day. Great answer. Right, fantastic. Right, Arabella, what about you? Oh, I don't want to sound like too much of a cliche, but it's got to be haggis. <laughs> <laughs> I just bloody love it. Can't get enough. Fantastic. Can't wait till yeah. Burns Night every year. It's my time to shine. Happy you said something else other than lasagna, <laughs> so that's good to hear. Right, Amy, we're going to ask you as well because it's an icebreaker after all. Uh, no, so it's just a big meal. Yeah. Or anything, you know, if it's a dessert that, that you would want to eat, by all dessert means, go for is, it. Dessert is without question a piece of cake, every time. Um, and main, I don't know, fajitas is always a good one, sounds so boring, but it's just, it never, it never fails. So I'm going to go fajitas. <laughs> Fantastic, right. I think my one, so my mum's Moroccan and she makes this like incredible lamb tagine. And I think that would be my one just to, to throw it back to when I still lived at home and have that um yeah ready um right great thank you so much um for that and now I have only ever played football in my life or you know I did a bit of athletics when I was younger but um I'm not from the UK so when I came to uni I very much did not know what shinty was so my question to you is how would you explain shinty to beginner you know what is shinty um does anyone in particular want to go first (laughs) Arabella, you look like you oh, want to... Don't ask me. I'm going to nominate. Can I nominate someone? Because <laughs> I will fail miserably at this. Go well, ahead. Rob or Nathan, please take the lead. Yeah, Nathan, please. <laughs> it's like hockey with no rules. Oh, classic description. I like it. That's genu- Genuinely, that's 90% of what you say at most uh, sports union fairs. Yeah. But uh, it is a weird blend of field hockey, ice hockey, uh, lacrosse bit of rugby um it's kind of got everything in it but basically it's just it's it's so similar to to field hockey it's just you can use both sides of the stick and you're also allowed to um 
use contact shoulder to shoulder. So very similar to football contact rules. Um, and then also alongside that, maybe dissimilar to hockey, you are allowed to play the ball in the air and there is quite a lot of aerial play. So you, you are able to kind of, you're able to challenge for the ball in the air and you don't have to keep it below a, a shoulder height. Um, and also you're allowed to uh, block and tackle with the stick. So your stick is a form of protection in a tackle. Um, so it makes for quite an interesting and fast-paced uh, game. But there are rules, we promise. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, that, that makes fantastic sense. Thank you so much for that. And Rob, I'm going to pick on you just now. How, um, you know, in a sports fair, if someone comes up to you and has never played Shinty before, what's kind of the selling point of Shinty? Why, you know, people want to join the Shinty club? It's, I guess one of the main selling points to it is it's so uniquely Scottish that obviously loads of people come to a Scottish uni and they, they want to experience true Scottish culture. And this is one of the, it's a true tap into what's been going on in Scotland for hundreds of years up in the Highlands. Um, and across Scotland for ages. Um, and again, with all sports clubs, you get that support network that you don't necessarily have, but you move into halls, you might dislike your flatmates, you might dislike your course, but the one thing that's constantly there to steer you through is this set of pals that you could go and whack a ball um, around the park with um, and get rid of all your frustration and everything else. Mm. I think as well, in terms of the actual sport, like how how it's played, I think it's a perfect blend of, all aspects of what you want out of a, a team sport it's kind of athletic in a way you've got like you've got to learn the skills as well um but also you know there's it can get like a little bit rough and you kind of want all those elements I think and Shinty does offer that um combined to be honest yeah brilliant thanks guys um so yeah I always sort of explain to people that it's, it's almost like hockey with a golf swing as well <laughs> you know you really just <laughs> swing it um yeah, so I guess looking back, what would you say, Rob, I'll come to you, what was your highlight from university slash a moment that sticks out to you in particular? Um, in particular, there was a good highlight for me was we had, I think it was the 125th celebration of the Shinty Club. Um, and one of the things was equal parts terror and uh, enjoyment was standing up in front of any and all alumni that turned up on the day. Um, to welcome them and, and see what measure uh, and what effect Shinty had had on their life, a bit like that in this podcast, where they are now, what they're doing. And it was just nice to see that all these people had fond memories of Shinty and everything that it brings to, to, their, to the rest of their life. Yeah, thanks. Um, to, to Nathan or, or Arabella, is there a moment that sticks out to you guys at all? I think not to, I mean... I have to be a little bit competitive about it and it is just like winning you know like winning the little john it's just such a a huge thrill <laughs> like you can't shy away from it so the little john basically for those who don't know is the kind of ultimate um cup tournament that is held at the end of the university year amongst all shinty clubs um so there's a there's um the men's tournament which is the little john tournament um and sorry i should have said that for the women it's um correct me if I'm wrong but it might it's the McEwen Porter Cup um which was lucky enough to win during my time or not myself but obviously the team that I was part of we were lucky to win and there's just nothing like it like the thrill that you get and just seeing all your teammates just 
like there were tears there were tears every year whether we won or not but you know it just brings so much emotion and you know, you'll never forget that feeling you know and at the end of the day when you go home on the bus when you have won it's just like nothing else um so that's certainly a highlight but I think if you just talk about if you're just talking about the whole of university experience just being a member of the of the Shinty club in itself is a highlight like absolutely you know all the memories I've got from university mainly are with the Shinty team and with my friends that I've made from Shinty so I mean just as a as an entirety just being a part of a club I think um makes your experience of university so different um from what it would have been otherwise um yeah no perfect thanks so much yeah so um so you were you guys are all kind of saying I don't think correct me if I'm wrong but none of you are in sport now so you're all saying what a great time it was when you were at university did you ever consider going into career in sport at all or was it very much just something you did at uni and it's a it's a side hobby as well um well one day I hope Shinty becomes international and uh, if, if that is the case you can get paid for it and things like that I'd absolutely love for that to happen but it might also take away some of the, the rustic charm of the sport but yeah basically like um, it, it was a fun for me Shinty was a as Rob has mentioned before Shinty was a, a fantastic outlet for you know, you, you would you would have a really rubbishy week at university, full of deadlines, but you'd have this one solace in the week of training, and you'd be able to you'd be able to go there, you'd be able to you know compete with your teammates, um, do fitness drills, kind of really work hard, but also blow off a lot of steam and and just have some really good crack with people. So I I think for me that that's what Shinty was. It was a it was an outlet. It was to help my stress. Uh, and it was to help my mental health, uh, most importantly. Um, and w- without Shinty, that I, I would have really struggled through my university. So, yeah, I would completely agree with Nathan. It's just for me, it was always just it was a hobby. Um, but you know, it was it was more than a hobby, I suppose. Um, it's it's like your it's your kind of entire like, social network almost, and. I think you we do rely on it a lot for looking you know looking for um an outlet I suppose from the daily grind of whatever it might be whether it's university or work um which sometimes you don't have a choice over how it goes or what you have to do day in day out whereas I guess with training it's just reliable and it's always kind of there um yeah so for me I don't think I ever considered a career in sport itself and I don't know if I ever would, but um, it's certainly always going to be a passion of mine. Um, and it's yeah. always something I look for when I move somewhere. OK, what clubs are available now um, for me to be able to join if I do move to that new place to do this new job or whatever it is? Yeah. Um, so you guys all kind of touched a little bit there on on the mental health aspect of things. And I just sort of want to bring that back. And especially with this year with COVID, looking sort of back to your university time now is there any advice you'd wish you'd given yourself in terms of sport and the the mental health side of things um for myself actually I managed to as a as a testament to Shinty I did um personally wouldn't change everything I experienced for the world really um maybe the uh, the the unsuccessful uh ending uh onto the career as a sports union uh running that might have been a nice little send-off for me but you can't get everything. But uh, yeah, from 
if I'm looking back now, just revel in the first couple of years. You're, really, I kind of kept myself on a biology path and really kept everything within the the subject matter. But there's so many things you can try, and just try try everything would be my advice. See what you like, see what you don't like, um, and it can really put you in a good place for after you, after you finish university because you know lots and lots of little things about everything. Yeah. yeah, I think I would. I think I would recommend you know really getting out, you know pushing the kind of boundaries of what you feel is your comfort zone, and tr- like Rob was saying, like just trying new things, whether it's a new sport, like you know for me trialing shinty was quite a big thing, and and look where like you know look what happened. I just fell in love with it and got so involved in it over the years. Um, but also if you are you know you found your sport and you're happy with it you know push yourself to try those roles that you might think oh I'm not organized enough to be a secretary so you know I'm not going to give that a go or you know I'm not good at numbers so on and so forth and I think it is really important to um to kind of be that little bit ambitious and just try to kind of push yourself out yeah like out with your comfort zone essentially and try some of these roles and Looking back, I'm really glad I did, but I remember at the time when I got encouraged to go for, you know, for the president role, I was absolutely, I was so terrified, didn't want to do it. Um, I didn't think I was ready, didn't think I had the confidence to do it. But, you know, I think looking back now, I obviously, I obviously did, but just didn't kind of have that belief in myself. But I, yeah, that's the one thing I would recommend is just kind of give it a go, really. (laughs) Simple as that. Yeah. That's fantastic to hear and kind of touching on what you just said, Arabella, I think Bucks ages ago did a kind of survey and found that people involved in sport, um, graduates, you know, earn more than people who have not been involved in sport in their university career and people involved in committees actually earn even more. So um, my question is, what has being part of a university club, uh, you know, a club sport taught you? Um, what kind of skills do you think you gained that either helped you in your professional career or just in your daily life? Um, so for, for me, I mean, because I've been quite involved in the Shinty Club, I mean, I've I've taken on captaincy roles, so leadership roles. I've taken on coaching roles, so almost like a teaching and also administration and organizational roles as, as president. I mean, those three things are enough to to fill out quite a lot of a CV and are are enough to to do so many talking points. So, I mean, whenever anyone asks you in an interview any sort of situational things, you you can always draw on your experience from from Shinty and and sport. And even if if the interviewers don't even know what Shinty is, they can see that that it's transferable skills. I mean, you're you're organising people, you're, you're... discussing budgetary matters with sponsors you're you know you're you're organizing events you're you're publicizing you're you're trying to get a very niche uh, in in the in the case of shinty you're trying to get a very niche kind of uh, sport and you're trying to market that to people and and draw them in and i think that, that whole kind of process um has been invaluable in getting me every kind of internship every kind of industrial placement or job that, that I have achieved, I've always discussed Shinty as, you know, a, a lot during a lot of my interviews. Fantastic to hear. Um, Rob Arabella, either of you want to share a bit more? 
um, yeah, I guess um, for myself, um, I managed to get through um, the the kind of the grace of the Scottish Government a scholarship through, and part of the process was having a um, a sit down talk, and they say, okay, what you've really got to sell yourself, saying what are your strong points, and then as Nathan was saying, you've got this pool of um, experience to drop back on. So yeah, I I can I can sit down and do a budget, which is something I've never think thought I would ever say in my life, considering how afraid of maths that I was at the time. And yeah, it's it it just gives you the confidence in to say yes before you even consider your skill set. Someone says, "Can you do that?" And my immediate response is yes. And that attitude to or towards stuff within a job is invaluable because people, even if you take it a little to step back, say, actually, okay, I might not be as well as equipped as I thought, but you're then critical enough of your own um, skill set afterwards to say, to go reach out and ask for help. So you, mm. you don't feel like you need to struggle alone because you're used to having this committee to help you when you come to a big challenge. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would completely agree. It's such a huge, I learned so much during um, my time with the club um, both skills that you can learn in the job I think but also skills that are really difficult to to learn and to teach but actually just by being around people and having a committee around you and having to having to kind of manage a committee and also manage the wider team especially when you go on tour to Dublin and you have to deal with all these stray cats wandering around everywhere you know it's just those um it's it's those kind of more human elements that I think the uh, Shinty Club and, and just generally being involved in a sports club at that level can um, really kind of open your eyes to um, and help you kind of develop those slightly more difficult skills to, to learn, I suppose, um, in a traditional sense. And actually just by doing it and by hosting committee meetings, by um, like liaising with like external um external people whether it's other clubs or you know sponsorships or so on it just gives you that ability to kind of operate in that in that kind of social on that social level which is um really really important I think when you get into the world of work um and beyond definitely I've I've seen the benefits of being involved in sport um yeah all of my university career so that's fantastic to hear from all three of you um, and kind of leading on from that, obviously, all three of you were presidents of the Shinty Club in the past. And I think we briefly touched on this, but um, can you answer whether you had any other roles on committee before your role as president and even how that helped you eventually go for the role of president and, and lead a committee and lead the club? So we'll start with Nathan first. I feel like when I first joined the club in first year, I was um, I immediately kind of got you know, drawn in and excited by the club and um, was very involved, um, would make it to every single training session. Um, and then in the second year, I was nominated as, as vice captain. Um, so that really helped me. I kind of helped uh, organize kind of the fitness sessions and just helped out with help the captain out with the coaching of our team. And then third year, the kind of next logical step was I, I was appointed as captain. And I really enjoyed that because um, you know, I just got to develop my leadership skills so much. And then in fourth year, um, I had my industrial placement because I, I study mechanical engineering. So I did, I felt like taking on a, a full-time admin role might, might have been um, unfair because I didn't know where I was going to end up. So I, I, um, I signed up as a volunteer coach 
Um, so I, I coached the the ladies team, and I really enjoyed that. Actually, um, I got to see you know people like Amy develop as players, which is a, which is fantastic to mm. see. I mean, like load. Lo, I, I was so I was so proud of the girls team because you know uh, the majority of them had come from absolutely no shinty background, um, and then you know last year they they won the the, the women's league. And the, a lot of the people that I coached in fourth year uh, and who had absolutely no background that then went on to to be one of the top like the top teams in the women's league. So it was absolutely fantastic to see. And then from from that, I I decided you know it was my fifth year. I'd really enjoyed being part of the club, and I wanted to put my foot forward as president. So um, yeah, no, just a fantastic way to finish it off. That's so great to hear. Thank you, um, Rob. Would you like to share a bit? more about your previous roles and um, sadly well i say sadly and um, for myself it was a baptism of fire it was a very much a the club had gone from a very robust set of individuals who were a part of the club and suddenly this core team of people running the club left so we were left with a void to fill and um, so i was launched from no experience at all right into the kingpin role of president and um, which i guess is testament to their trust in me and a testament to the trust that they um, the kind of confidence they've built uh, instilled in me over the years that I could take on this role. But from the side of the question you're coming from is the next couple of years, we definitely did try and uh, steer people um kind of give them smaller roles to start with, because it does give you that little incremental kind of development towards being present. Um, as it's a lot to learn within kind of a year timeframe to suddenly then be had by the time you've finished that one year and a lot of us take it on in fourth year, you're then done. You're like, oh, if I'd had this year again, then I could have done so much better. However, um, if you give them those little bit roles, by the time they've actually hit um, presidency, then they've got all the skills in their belt and they suddenly, they do probably a lot better job than I, I did in my, my first year anyway. <laughs> I'm sure you did an amazing job, but definitely even, you know, I was, treasure two years before I became president and even as president you constantly learn new things despite having been on committee already um so yeah that, that's good that the shinty club is upskilling people but I'm sure you did an amazing job nonetheless um Arabella what about <laughs> you could you talk a bit more about your previous roles I'm really struggling to remember but I think <laughs> I, I was, know if you wanted me to fill you in. I, know, I know, I just, I've got a mind blank. I think that I was a treasurer before I was the president. Um, and similarly to Rob, I think I did take that role on. It's the sort of thing, you know, you go along to a committee, not expecting to, a committee, uh, AGM, sorry, you're not expecting to, to take anything on. But I've learned that mistake. That's one thing I've learned. Don't go to an AGM unless you're, going to like willing to take on a role because I just thought oh this is interesting I'll go along what's an AGM turned up and then walked away as a treasurer of this club and I was like oh no oh no what's happened <laughs> but actually that was a really good stepping stone um because I think I would most struggle and probably still do struggle most with um kind of budgets <laughs> finance and so on and um, being organized in that sense so it was a really good way to get that under my belt before um, taking the kind of plunge into being the president. Um, and I do really agree with Rob. And I think that was probably partly me that threw you under the bus and saying, Rob, you'll be a great president. Go for it. <laughs> so I, I really would agree that um, taking those 
um, initial steps to, to or filling some of those smaller roles, um, which are obviously building part of the full committee. So as important as any other role, but um, it's it's just good to understand um, the structure and how, in in terms of the kind of admin side of things, how it all runs, and um, just taking that initial step is probably worthwhile than plunging straight in. But Rob did an excellent job. I know that because I was there. So. Don't beat yourself up too much, Rob. And I'm sure you would have made a brilliant SU president too, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, <that's a> <laughs> I've, I voted for you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, just out of interest, who actually won SU president that year? Uh, that year was uh, Eva Lone. Um, oh, oh wow. Bishford ran, yeah. You've started the sports union, so she'll be listening to this. <laughs> that could be you, Rob. <laughs> um, if you're listening, Eve, I'll find you. <laughs> you're listening to Sport Ed, Conversations from Edinburgh. Um, so, yeah, so a bit more of a, a light-hearted question here. And, um, what is typical Edinburgh student experience that you can remember? Does this have to be as part of the the, the Shinty Club? Not at all, just typical Edinburgh student. Edinburgh student. Well, it wouldn't be an Edinburgh student experience if you haven't been to Hive sober. The classic. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the probably the best and worst experience ever is going to Hive sober as part of a night out. <laughs> Um, uh, aside from that, I, I would probably say, um, oh, I'm, I'm struggling here. I mean, it's so long ago, but, uh, no, I think, I think big cheese for me was, was the best Edinburgh, Edinburgh student experience. And for those of you listening who have not been to big cheese, you really are missing out. Um, it was always fantastic, especially after most shinty games. Um, we'd usually end up going to our sponsors pub. Uh, Dropkick Murphys uh, at the time uh, and then we would head off to Big Cheese and you would just see dribs and drabs of people there and you would always see someone you know uh, everyone was always friendly there was never any kind of bad negative vibes or anything um, you would always just you know see people you know um, have a good time with them and everyone would just be on great great form so and that's yeah. still a really good night out as well it's yeah. so good but it's not as bad as playing there sober than it is Hive you know, I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe we've had to miss out for a last year and a half of our yeah. uni It's so tragic. <laughs> I know. So stay the masters. That's the way to go. <laughs> um, uh, how about you and Arabella? Do you, do you recall anything? Anything? Uh, well, probably not. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's been a stretch because I've been working for the student union for about three years in between the masters and everything. So it still feels like I kind of I was a student for about eight years. So for myself, it's a, definitely would be any kind of USA related um, things, a bit like either be, be it big G's or actually working for USA as a um, kind of a, a way to stifle your uh, your funds to protect you from your nights to big G's and hive. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's such a good community, like working community in terms of everyone there is is likely going to be a student in the same boots as yourself and the camaraderie that you find um to see that it's as i said in the in the shinty, again but in the shinty club or in usa you just find this 
everyone's going through the same struggles that you do and therefore it kind of normalizes everything and makes you feel a bit more at home yeah I'm just I'm just trying to remember like back you know being a student it is just such a I know this sounds like I'm an old fogey but it's like the routine that you have throughout the week it's so random isn't it and I'm just thinking now like so I work just like a normal job Monday to Friday and weekends are weekends and a Monday morning is a Monday morning sort of thing and when you're a student I guess like the kind of typical like week would be you know going to like going to drop kicks through the week and having like oh what was that drink with oh you'll remember Rob because you worked if you worked at the SU um cider blackcurrant and uh like oh, ten... red diesel yeah <laughs> like just going to drop cakes on like a bite. snake bite thank you yeah, <laughs> snake, yeah. Bite. snake bite so yeah going like on a what i can't even remember what night it was like a thursday night's drop cakes having like however many of those and like just being like wrecked with, like that night and then going out to the university the next day like you just live in a totally different world and it's great and i really miss that part of edinburgh life it's um that that's the kind of when I think back to university, that's what I'm struggling to to kind of like put my finger on what it was that was, you know, the typical day in the life of a student. But it is just that kind of randomness, and that like every day is so different. There's no structure, but it's fine because you kind of get the deadlines done, and you go and play shinty at the weekends, and you have a great time, and it's fine. Whereas when you move on from that, it's a wee bit different. You have to be a bit more grown up, but um enjoy it while it lasts as I can say <laughs> it it definitely has been different with with COVID around I, bet, I can yeah. say for sure so it's it's I don't know I, I wish I could have had that in my last year but it is what it is and it, it's so good to hear how much you all enjoyed it whilst you were still at university so um kind of connected to to that question what would you say is your funniest or most embarrassing memory of yeah being at uni being a part of the shinty club can't wait to start with (laughs) let's start with you rob (laughs) see the problem is i think other people are going to know the best stories from (laughs) from myself (laughs) um the most embarrassing story or fun story as the oldest man in the room, I can, I'm going to claim that my brain is uh, too old to function quickly. So I'll. Uh, I'll have pass something it back good on about you, can... Rob. But I'm trying to remember as well. <laughs> Nathan, is your memory by any means any? Oh, you know what? You know what? I can actually. I can. I can take you to the exact embarrassing moment. It was there was in the hustings for the uh, the SU presidency. Going back to this sore point in my life, um, someone commented on the on the live stream. That my that my uh, shirt would come undone, and then then this, the the abuse that you get for an untucked shirt. Yes, I tell you, it, it stays with you. It scars a man for life. Maybe that's why you didn't get it. Oh yeah, it's just it's it's, it's it's one of many many things that went wrong. I'm so sorry we've brought up this trauma. Oh, um, I say trauma. Yeah. It's, it's not at all a, a lovely time. Right. Nathan, Arabella, uh, you've had time to think about it. What was the first thing that came to your mind? I don't know if it's uh, podcast appropriate, but uh, <laughs> I'm going for it anyway. You can always edit this out if it's bad. But um, I remember one night, uh, I think it was after a Little John, and everyone had decided to go to Garibaldi's. Um, <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> there is a poll in Garibaldi's, and I am quite a keen and enthusiastic dancer. But uh, so everyone was kind of having a go in the poll, and I decided, oh, why, why, why not? Why not try it now? And I had my kilt on, and um, I am from the Highlands. I'm from Sky, and I did. I wasn't wearing anything underneath, so I decided to go in the poll, and. So I I think it was probably uh, Dan Lamb or something. Um, basically, while I was on the pole, pulled my legs out from underneath me, so I was almost horizontal like a flagpole. Um, and yes, uh, being true Scotsman, uh, I think everyone in the Shinty team got more than they bargained for, and it was quite a bashful uh, trip to training the next day, uh, seeing everyone there. Uh, so yes, that's my story. You can feel free to edit it out if needed. No, I I think this would make for a fantastic podcast content. <laughs> the numbers are going to go through the roof. Yeah, well, <laughs> watch out, watch out, Joe Rogan. Right, Arabella, do you think oh, you can top that? I don't think I can. I actually remember that, Nathan. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually that was a bit of a tradition. Um, it definitely was a bit of a tradition, and so. I I don't know what I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know what the right word to use here is, but um for unfortunately I did see quite a few I think members of the male Shinty Club uh using and abusing that poll. So don't worry Nathan, you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, this happened on more than one occasion. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's acting like it was all it's all part of his act. It's a burlesque routine. <laughs> Uh, I really, I really can't remember in a, a pinpoint exact moment, but I have to admit, every year we would go to there was the infamous uh, tour to Dublin, where we would go and play against. It actually varied every year, but um, some of the we played against Trinity College some years, and other years it was just some of the local clubs we would play, and it just made for absolute hilarity. And uh, we would, we were there. It was a really short weekend, like two nights, and we would arrive, and we were just there to have a laugh and. Um, but also, of course, play a bit of shinty. And um, we would normally turn up the next day to play this um, this game of uh, shinty, kind of like composite rules, shinty hurling. And um, the other team typically arrived very well trained, very well slept, very well nourished. We would arrive as a bit of a in a lesser state, I'm going to say. And I think generally as a I don't think as a club we'd be too embarrassed by it because we always had fun, but perhaps maybe looking back, the other team might have been like, what? <laughs> Who is this team that's come over from Scotland claiming that they know how to play a sport um, called Shinty? But that, so that was always quite a laugh. Oh, that's so funny. Thank you so much. Right. Well, I think um, we've obviously asked you to, to share some embarrassing memories. So only be fair for us to do the same so Amy I'm gonna ask you what would be your yeah what would be your one so I I can't think of like off the top of my head not an embarrassing or funniest moment but I do look back on you know photos that have been taken from matches in first year and there's the ones from the first Dublin team that we went to and I don't know why I ever thought this was a good idea but the fake I used was just shocking and I look back on those photos and every single one you can always tell it's me as well because it's just a bright orange lots of legs in every single photo yeah that's embarrassing but yeah 
about you, Cecilia? I'm also kind of struggling to think, despite it not being that long ago, but I think the one that comes to mind is sports ball last year, um, when the day after I woke up and I was still very much out of it, and I went into the sports union as as honorary treasurer to, I don't know, pick something up, and then I had the staff tell me days afterwards that I was by far the most drunk person to come into the sports union that day and I also went to strength and conditioning session right after that and I remember doing my deadlifts and having the worst time ever so maybe not going to repeat that one again but then again didn't have a sports year this year potentially a sports ball this year potentially for the best but yeah that that's my one (laughs) I'm sure you're not alone with the sports union ball Mm. causing embarrassment. Yeah. (laughs) The name alone. I I think (laughs) I I definitely think it's a common common one for everyone to have some embarrassing moments there. Uh, It brought back the uh, memory of mine, which probably beats my last story, but I went out on the night out to the sports union ball in my kilt as a a good wee Scottish lad. Got home was in a pair of trousers. Don't, don't ask me how that's how this happened. But I, my kilt was in my hands. I had someone else's trousers. I just, it doesn't make any, I don't know where that transaction happened. What what midnight salesman of trousers are out there. Hopefully I found them rather than Have stealing you, someone else's. Did you ever find out how? Or is it a mystery no, to this I, day? I decided not to question the universe that day. Have you still got the trousers, Rob? No, they were they were very 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 skinny <laughs> jeans. I think quite a common one is um, a lot of the girls will take off their heels towards the end of the night, and then people end up taking the wrong pair home. But I've never heard of anyone change, yeah. you know, get trousers from somewhere. So that that's a remarkable effort. <laughs> you often see catch me in nightclubs trying to barter for a man for his trousers. <laughs> It's the, it's the fact that you didn't exchange it for your kilt. You actually came away with more. So someone went home with nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing that. Um, <laughs> that's a brilliant um, answer for the, the main chat there. So what we're going to do next is actually move on to our favourite part of the podcast, which is the two-minute trivia. Two minute trivia. Two minute trivia. Two minute trivia. Two minute trivia. Two Be sure to check out Chameleon Lady on Instagram, who provide our fantastic jingles. It's at Chameleon Lady Official. This is where our guests go head to head to answer as many questions as they can in the two minutes. So today, Cecilia will be your question master, and then we'll come back and see how you got on. I will start with Nathan right now. So, in Shinti, who won the first Kamenach Cup? Newton Moore. No, yeah. How many Edinburgh University sports clubs begin with the letter S? 
23. Our new president, Gregor Malcolm, is a member of which club? Here in Hounds. Who is currently top of the men's Six Nation rugby table? Wales. How many Grand Slams has Serena Williams won? 21. How far from the goal is the penalty spot in Shinty? 20 yards. Who's the Edinburgh alumnus who wrote Treasure Island? Robert Louis Stevenson. How high are a set of Shinty goals in feet? Uh, 10 feet. What year does Edinburgh University date back to? 1583. Which female rower only started rowing at Edinburgh University and went on to win two Olympic silvers? Catherine Granger. And that's all the questions. Thank you very much, Nathan. Thank you. Perfect. And now on to Rob with the questions. So I will start now. In Shinty, who won the first Kamenath Cup? Newton Moore. How many Edinburgh University sports clubs begin with the letter S? Four. Our new president, Gregor Malcolm, is a member of which club? Triathlon. <laughs> Who is currently top of the men's Six Nations rugby table? Uh, that would be Wales. How many Grand Slams has Serena Williams won? Oh, not enough. Um, keep, keep going. Uh, 18, why not? We'll say 18. How far from the goal is the penalty spot in Shinty? Too far for me to hit. Um, five and a half metres. Who is the Edinburgh alumnus who wrote Treasure Island? Treasure Island? I should know that. Oh, fast. How high are a set of Shinty goals in feet? These are all questions I should know. Uh, eight and a half feet, why not? What year does Edinburgh University date back to? <laughs> I'm going to say 1674, why not? A total guess. And finally, which female rower only started rowing at Edinburgh University and went on to win two Olympic silvers? Oh, I should know this. I have not a clue. I'm going to have to pass. You're doing great. Right. Right. Do you wanna do you wanna go back to any of the questions you passed or that's you that's the two minutes up. That's the two Fine. minutes. That's Look at me minutes. go. Good effort. And now finally on to Arabella. So we'll start with the questions now. In Shinti, who won the first Kamenath Cup? Ah, um Aberdeen University. How how many Edinburgh University sports clubs begin with the letter S? Uh, uh, ten. Our new president, Gregor Malcolm, is a member of which club? Tennis. Who is currently top of the men's Six Nations rugby table? Uh, Ireland. How many Grand Slams has Serena Williams won? Ooh, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, 15. <laughs> How far from the goal is the penalty spot in Shinty? <gasps> uh, I don't know. Um, 
Right, think about this. Right, I'm stressed. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to hazard a guess. It's Meteos. Who's the Edinburgh alumnus who wrote Treasure Island? Oh, Robert Louis Stevenson. How high are a set of shinty goals in feet? I have no idea. I'm in feet. Seven feet. (laughs) What year does Edinburgh University date back to? Oh, man. Um... This is, I'm a bad alumni. Uh, 13.55. And finally, which female rower only started rowing at Edinburgh University and went on to win two Olympic silvers? Oh, pass. Sorry. I'm sorry for that. Okay. Is. That's great, but I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Well done. Well done. That's. Okay, um, so we're back and you guys don't know how you got on this. So what we're going to do, Cecilia's going to read out these answers and we'll see um, who our winner is. So the score to beat is Megan Davies from the Trampoline Club, who uh, stormed into the lead with seven points in episode two. So we'll see if we can beat that today. So Cecilia, over to you. Right, so the first question was, in Shinti, who won the first Kamenach Cup? Um, and it was Canusi. So I don't I think. Listen to the question there. I was thinking, Little John, what was I on? I used to go university. Oh. <laughs> so I don't think any of you got that one. Um, I believe Nathan and Rob, you both said Newton Moore, didn't you? Yeah, Good I stuff. did. I was, it's a strong guess. That's going to cause some <laughs> cause some argument for sure. <laughs> right. The next question. How many Edinburgh University sports clubs begin with the letter S? And the answer is seven. So we've got sailing, shinty, subaqua, skydiving, squash, snow sports, and swimming and water polo. I love how Nathan said 23, and that is like okay. about half, no, a bit third of our total amount of clubs. <laughs> I was optimistic. <laughs> we had like both, begin both with the letter S. We'll start the petition. <laughs> oh. Right. Our new president, Gregor Malcolm, is a member of which club? I believe one of you got this right. Hare and Hounds. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. Who is currently top of the men's Six Nations rugby table? And that is Wales. Then how many Grand Slams has Serena Williams won? The answer is 23. Three. So I think someone got quite close. So close, Nathan. You said twenty-one, right? Mm. Yeah, you, you're all pretty close. But yeah, twenty, twenty-three. <laughs> Rob, you said she's not one enough. <laughs> I was like in my head. I was like, I was like, because I was like, yeah, I said, not, I don't know why the words "not enough" came in, but it was, it was a supportive "not enough." Like she's she's got more in her. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I hope she listens to this podcast and she listens oh, to that. You'd be missing right. Sure. How far from the goal is the penalty spot in Shinty? So the answer is 20 yards. Um, yeah. I don't know how that converts to metres, Amy. Yeah, I mean, yards and metres were pretty close. So I think we had, what, a five yards from someone. Yeah, basically, it, it wasn't correct, sadly. But, yeah. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> right. Who's the Edinburgh alumnus who wrote Treasure Island? Robert Louis Stevenson. How high are a set of shinty goals in feet? 10? 10 feet? 
What year does Edinburgh University date back to? Nathan, you got so close with this one. It's 1582. Oh, what? I think, but I my think player layer tops are lying then. <laughs> this this discussion happens like once a year that people are like, yeah, the, the tops lie. But yeah, it's 1582. Um, oh. I, but I believe what you said in the 1300s. <laughs> <laughs> I was way it, off. It does. It does swiftly. feel that old. It yeah. does feel that old. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and finally, which female rower only started rowing at Edinburgh University and went on to win two Olympic silvers? That was Dame Catherine Granger. Amazing. So pushed you guys tough. I got one right. So well, actually, <laughs> Aaron and Rob, you both tied with one point. <laughs> Um, <laughs> incredible and Nathan you uh, you came as close you came so close to Megan Beattie's uh, with a with a six pointer so unfortunately but very close Nathan well done yeah, yeah. fantastic player effort layer, though darn player layer tops lying yeah, maybe, to me maybe you've just got a bit of mud or something and it's not washed off I don't know <laughs> yeah um, but fantastic effort that was that was great fun and they were yeah. quite hard questions as well. I don't think I would have done them as well. <laughs> I feel like God. we should definitely know the Shinty, <laughs> Shinty ones, but just been flushed out of memory. Um, so just sort of as a, a final point, I guess, this is off this evening. Um, we ask all of our guests who come on, basically what we're doing, we're making a sorted music playlist. And so we're asking all of our guests that come on for the name of a song that is their quote-unquote hype song. So something maybe you remember playing in the changing rooms or you listen to for a workout or something like that. So who wants to jump in? What what comes to mind? Oh, you mean other than the Cameron man? (laughs) (laughs) 25-7. Is that your choice, Rob? That would be quite the mark in in the playlist. You know what? I'm gonna to stick to. It. I'll stick it as yes. It'll, it'll be my hype song. Oh, yeah, that, like, I can't throw up a Darif Kamenakin. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks. Um, so, what, what about you guys, Nathan Arabella? Uh, it's got to be "Fight Song" by Rachel Platten. Okay. Is that the version with or without the bagpipes? <laughs> <laughs> the bagpipes, um, accordion, the full full thing. I feel oh this is a hard one. Um cuz I'm torn between the yeah the classic um Scottish trad and folk but also we did used to love and I'm going to shout out, shout out to a few of those um <laughs> old players I used to play with. I know what you're about to say. Used to love um Timber by What's that? What Legion's name? Kesha. Kesha. Kesha and Pitbull. And I know this is a cheesy one, but it just reminds me so, so, so much of um, going out, going to Dropquakes, uh, going to her. Uh, Katie Mullen used to sing that day in, day out. And Kirsty McIntyre was probably dancing. Isla was probably dancing over there. Kira McPherson having a wee boogie. And it was just, it was just such a laugh. And that song, every time I hear it, will remind me of... Uh, Big cheese as well, and just going out with a shinty lot. 
So it's got to be That's... Tim Berry. I'm sorry, I don't even like the song very much, but it's got to go in. Well, it's in there now. There's no going back. <laughs> Is there some I was going to say, like, I apologise if this does get made into a playlist and people have to sit <laughs> and try and get I really apologise. <laughs> I really apologise to anyone else listening to that song and it's get that be yeah, start, start your run with the either start or finish with my with my choice. It'll leave you feeling very uh, yeah. nostalgic. Yeah. Nathan, I was convinced you were going to choose the Rattling Ball because that song, whenever that comes on, <laughs> that reminds me of you every time. Yeah, but but uh, if it was the Rattling Ball, it would have to be the version sung by me. Um, <laughs> and I go, I go all the way down to Atom and Quark and things like that, and uh, I'm almost bursting a blood vessel. How small I'm getting to! Um, yeah, you do. You almost break the tables. With yeah, the I, I go, I go, su- I go subatomic with that song. Uh huh. You do quite the performance of it. It's, it's quite useful, actually. <laughs> um, That's so much guys. Not true. <laughs> I think that's us then. Um, so yeah, thank you all so much for joining us today. So Nathan Weir, Rob Stone and Arabella Kennard and of course my my lovely co-host Cecilia. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on to Sportsbed today and we will catch you all next time for some more conversations from Edinburgh. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening this week for more Student Sport Chat. We've got really exciting episodes coming up including disability inclusion in sport, stories from our international students, 